Wow, that was a crazy video. Now, if, if you're like Deanna, you may ask the question, did the guy get away from that bear? Um, unfortunately, no, but the bear was able to take the camera and post it on its Facebook page. So we were able to get that video. Thank you, Deanna, for that. Um, you know, last week we, we took a boat ride with Jonah. This week we're gonna take a hike with uh, Daniel and we're gonna be looking at this idea about the bear fight that we're all in right now in our culture. You know, I, I've never really been afraid of bears until me and Susan went to Wyoming about two years ago and we decided to hike in the Grand Tetons. And it was, I have to be honest with you, it was a little scary. You know, we kept making noises and singing songs so that if the bear heard us that he would run away or, um, you know, and not attack us. And we heard all things about what they do if they catch you and how they maul you and eat you. And so we heard all kinds of crazy ideas. You know, you're supposed to like make a lot of noise or if a bear approaches you, you're supposed to walk backwards or you're supposed to run forwards or you're supposed to uh, like, uh, you know, put syrup all over yourself and lay down on the ground, um, charge the bear, play dead. I mean, seriously. I, and then the crazy thing is it all depends on what kind of bear it is. So apparently you gotta run like a CarMax check on the thing, get the bear's VIN number and find out exactly what kind of bear it is before you decide whether or not I'm supposed to lay down or I'm supposed to run. So, I mean, it, it's a real thing. So today we're gonna be looking at Daniel and we're gonna be looking at, you know how Jonah last week, when it came to a here moment, because he didn't wanna have fellowship with God in obedience, he decided to run. Well, today, we're gonna look at the growling of, of Daniel's culture against him to see whether or not he'll give up his place, his here moment. And, and I know um, there's probably some Sunday school teacher out there, uh, retired, sitting, you know, you idiot. There's no bear in the Daniel story. It's a lion story. Well, you're technically right, but you know, we're gonna find out that you have to fight the bear before you face the lion today. And that's exactly what Daniel is about to do in the story about him. So Daniel was living in a culture that was being totally dismantled right in front of him. Uh, he lived about 600 BC uh, in Jerusalem uh, when the Jews were carried off by the Babylonians and brought into captivity. Um, all of his life, he lived in the political shadow of the threat of war. People were switching power all the time, not every four years, but it, it was kind of pretty much like that. There was a change in the flavor of the, the politics. All familiarity of his culture was gone. I mean, anybody that, that knew the name of Yahweh, his God was gone. And, and it really comes down to that the only holy ground that he had left from his upbringing was the holy ground that he brought with him. He was incredibly successful under the Assyrians, under the Medes and the Persians regardless. Uh, and he learned about the secret of success regardless of whatever the cultural climate was uh, of his time. And, and that's gonna be very important to us to figure out how to be successful when the culture is constantly changing. So 
during his time, all that success began to draw some jealousy out of people. And I think we've all experienced that whenever we get something, something new, something really cool, we succeed at something. I think people begin to get a little jealous of us. And well, that's exactly what happens with Daniel. The, he's got a group of officials that are jealous about his success. And so what they wanna do is they wanna undermine this source of success. They wanna figure out, you know, is it because he's really good with the ladies? Is it because he's a really good athlete? Is it really good? Uh, is it because he's really good with computers or is it the car that he drives? So they, they really want to find out what it is about him and then they want to undercut that success. Let's pick up the story out of Daniel chapter six. It says, and Daniel became distinguished above all the, the other high officials and satraps. Uh, and now a satrap is, 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 a, is a dandy guy that, you know, is a high official that wears really high boots. So uh, I don't know if that's true, but it just sounds like that's, that would be, oh, I'm a satrap. Uh, look at the boots on that guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but uh, so uh, he was raised above all the other officials and satraps because of an excellent spirit in him. Now that's going to be key to us, is that now we know his success has something to do with what's going on inside of him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. And then the high officials and satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Isn't that crazy? They couldn't find anything wrong with him. So they were like, okay, if we're gonna cause anything to happen in Daniel's life, if we're gonna come against him, then we're gonna have to come against the practice of his relationship with God. See, these are the bears of that culture. They begin to growl at him and they're beginning to growl at his success and they wanna find out if he will lay down in front of the bear. They're trying to find some place where he will surrender his power and his, his source, kind of almost like a superhero, not a regular hero, but a superhero, um, that his source of power. So um, they, they wanted to see if they could get him to lay down in front of this bear attack that they were performing against him, but he wasn't willing to lay down against any of the threats. They wanted him to cave in. They wanted him to abandon his holy ground. That's what they wanted to do. They, they had finally figured out, hey, it's him and his holy ground with his God, and I, we need to get him to just abandon the holy ground. They wanted him to just lay down and give up. So here we are in the 21st century, in the middle of COVID, uh, race conflict, economic upheaval, political distrust, uh, societal upheaval of all kinds, riots, cities burning. I mean, just describing it, I, I'm just amazed that I'm not made up some sort of apocalyptic story. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, this is really happening. And I think a lot of us, as we're watching the dismantling of our culture, we're being carried away. We're being held captive by the, the growls that are coming at us, the bears, the attacks, the, the, the fear of what's going on today, and also the threat of what tomorrow is going to be like. And so many of us are having that urge or that tendency, maybe us, we've gotten there where we've decided that we're just gonna lay down in front of the bear, that we've decided that we're just gonna, we're just gonna give up. 
We're not gonna stand against it. We're gonna give up whatever ground that we have between us and God. So the high officials convinced the king to make a law that whoever prays to any God other than to the king will be cast into the den of lions. You see, Daniel's loss or win will not be determined based upon his facing the lions. It will be determined by his interaction with the bear attack. The attack of whether or not he will give up his holy ground. That fight will determine whether or not he even faces the lions. So in our lives, our success or our failure will not be determined by COVID-19. It won't be determined by racism. It won't be determined by cultural dismantling by politics or economics. It will be determined, our win and loss will not be in, in facing the lions, but it will be determined whether or not we're gonna give up our ground with God. That's the fight that we're fighting for right now. That's where we have to make our win. It is the growling, it is the fear, it is the threat, it is the uncontrolled imagination, it is our cultural upheaval that as we listen to it, we make that decision whether or not we're going to stand with God, we're going to have here moments with God, we're gonna walk in obedience with God, or we're just going to lay down in front of our culture. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber, open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God was his custom. Man, I, I just love this. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little shocked. I'm like, Daniel, you know, uh, are, you, are you stupid? I mean, it's like, dude, you can pray. Just change the way you pray. You know, it's, it's not a shame to, to, you know, just kind of, let us modify what you're doing. But you know, you can go in the basement and pray. You know, don't do it in front of it. Just do it once a day. You know, or or just do it on every every day that begins with Thursday. You know, I mean just just you just don't do it the way that you used to do it. But Daniel, the reason why we're told this is that Daniel's like, I'm not giving up any portion of this. I'm not giving you one bit of ground. I am not letting the bear win and determine whether or not I lie down. I'm gonna punch the bear in the face. And so he, just, he says, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna change my routine. I'm not gonna change what floor I pray on. I'm not gonna change how I open my windows and I'm not changing how I face. I'm not gonna let this modify me in any kind of way. I think that's incredibly, I would say it's incredibly brave. And that's an element to it, but maybe it's, as I'm thinking about it even in this moment, it is because he knows the value of living life with God or living life without God. So maybe that's the question that we haven't asked ourselves. It's not whether or not we're brave enough. It's like, do we believe it or not? I mean, when I look at, look at um, the statistics of how people are interacting with church today, you know, like only 20% or less are actually interacting with a small group or online. When 10% or less are, are now giving up giving to a local church. Uh, when I see that, that people are not practicing their daily devotions with God and, and all of that has occurred, I, it makes me begin to wonder, and even in my own life, it's like, did I really believe God was an advantage in the first place? Do I really believe God's way is better? And I think if we believe that, then the courage begins to emerge in the middle of the fear. 
that we, when we realize that we're not giving up any part of it, I'm not gonna let fear or the growling of these bears determine anything in my life or alter my habits in any way. See, Daniel goes up to pray, not because he's trying to make some constitutional point, but he's going up to pray, one, because it's his habit. And I have to look at my own life and it's like, do I have a habit, a manner of custom of seeking God? But he also goes up to pray because it was his position of empowerment. And he wasn't gonna give that away. He knew where his power came from. It didn't come from, his success didn't come from his car or from his girlfriend or from the people that he knew. He, it, we were told it was because there was this unusual spirit within him. He knew that his power came from that place of being on his knees before God and seeking God. And he was not going to give up his position of power before the bear. And he wasn't going to give away. He wasn't going to give away God's plan for his people. He was still gonna face Jerusalem because those were still my, his people. He didn't decide that, okay, well, I can face towards New York or I can face towards DC because, well, that's where my hope's gonna come from. He's like, no, I'm gonna get up every day and I'm gonna remind the world that I'm not of this world and I'm facing Jerusalem. I'm facing heaven. I'm facing the kingdom of God. He wasn't going to give away the name of Yahweh for the other names of, of the Babylonian and Syrian and Mede gods. He wasn't going to give that away, the I am that I am, because he wasn't going to give away the peace that comes from Yahweh. He wasn't going to give away the healing. He wasn't going to give away the hope that comes from God. And I love the levels of certainty that he declares this every day in his life. Uh, let me read that part again. When, when Daniel knew, it says he went to his house where he had windows in the upper chamber towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and he prayed as was his custom before God and he gave thanks. Wow, he was in his house. He opened to his, goes, goes to the highest part of the house, okay? I mean, because that represents his veneration of God, that that seeking God was the highest thing that he did. It was above all other daily activities. And then he gets down on his knees and, and, and he doesn't do it just one time. I mean, most of us are kind of like, yeah, you know, one time. You know, sometimes when the bears are growling, I think we're finding out that a Sunday morning church experience is not good enough to punch a bear in the face. It's not. Now, it might have been when the economy was soaring and everything was great and everybody was getting along and everybody was healthy. You know, going to church, you know, maybe two, three times out of the, out of the month. Sure, no problem. But when it comes time to fight bears, you know, you discover real quick, I, I need to spend a lot of time with God. And, and there he was. He, he could have modified it and said, just do it one time. He's like, no, three times I'm going to do this. And he did it every day and it was his custom. All that information has given us is to show us the deep resolve of Daniel towards God. And that's what God is, is talking to us about today. It's like, he wants us to be able to face the lions. And, and I don't think we've faced the lions yet. In our culture, I don't think we've seen them yet. I don't think, um, I think it will be about six months from now that we will begin to maybe three months looking at the election coming forward. I think there are some lion moments ahead for the church of God and for the, the, the people of America. And we have got to be prepared for that. Well, how do you do that? 
is because how you face the bears, the growls that are taking place right now, that will prepare us for this, this other moment. And all this information just tells us how resolved towards God. And, and maybe God wants to talk to you today about your resolve. I mean, have you given up some of the things that, that God has called us to do? Where it says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Okay, I understand that we don't want to all be together without masks on and things like that. And there are some preventions that we can have in, in larger gatherings. But, but did we just give it all up? Did we, all, did we decide that, you know, I, I can't even do a small group. I, I can't even, you know, I'm not even going to do the, the thing online, you know, the Zoom or, or Varoom or whatever, whatever it's called, uh, uh, the FaceTime, the Fast Chat, the Slap Chat, whatever it is that we do. It's like I've just decided I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to bail on it all. And a lot of us, now I also know that, that some of us um, have given up on giving. Now this is not to get you to give to Crosstown. But there's a verse that says it is better, it is more efficient, it is more beneficial to give than to receive. Well, now I understand that a lot of people have lost jobs, but there's a lot of us that haven't lost jobs. And we're stockpiling. Why? Because of fear. Because of fear. And so we've abandoned what we know to be a better thing. Spending time in the word of God experiencing the presence of God whenever two or more are gathered. Didn't we believe that? I mean, wasn't that our upper chamber? Wasn't that our highest belief? Was that we were better together with the spirit of God than we are by ourselves, but yet we've allowed ourselves with just the growling of the bear to be isolated. Everything outside your front door is growling at you. Mine too. Everything streaming into our house is threatening us. And I'll tell you what I just did. I just got rid of DirecTV. Now that's big, okay? Because that means I'm not gonna see all the football games. And you say, well, wait, what about the Patriots? What are you gonna do about that? You know, I got about 20 years left on this planet and I can reminisce for the next 20 years. But I, here's my thing. I was paying $185 a month for DirecTV to come into my house and stream fear and uh, intimidation. And every time I'd turn on CNN, I would hear lies. Every time I would turn on Fox, I'd hear the growl of the, of the bear. And I mean, it's like everywhere you turned, NBC, anywhere, all this crap just coming into my life. And I decided, you know, I am not going to do that any longer. Are we just going to lay down and curl up in a ball of fear? Is that what we're gonna do? Um, are we going to stop facing our hearts towards heaven and calling on the name of God, the only hope that we have? Are we going to shrink away from all the ways of God that can empower us when our families and our culture needs us most? I mean, I mean this is our moment. A city set on a hill you know, is what we're called to be. Light in the midst of darkness, salt in a world of decay. I mean, this is our moment. And in our moment, uh, even we are running from the bear. Even we are laying down in this moment. And this is our time to rise up and to bring hope to our family, to our neighborhoods, to our community, and to our nation. Listen to the word of God to you, to every one of us today. 
that had been spoken every time the people of God had faced bears. This isn't the first time this has happened. It happened to the church, it happened to Israel. It happened all throughout the history of the people of God. There are always bears, there are always lions to face. That will never change. But listen, at every time that the bears began to emerge in biblical history, here's what God said, here's how you handle a bear attack. Exodus 14, 13 says, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work and perform for you today. Second Chronicles 20, 17, stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be dismayed, do not be afraid. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. I love that. Like, mm, you know, seriously, like, we can't even say that anymore. We're afraid to say, act like men. Well, what about women? Well, this is the one time the Bible says, ladies, we need you to act like men too, you know? I mean, it's, and what is typified in the masculine? Strength and, and going into the fight, ready to go and willing to lay down its life. Not that, that, that women aren't willing to do that, but this is not a time for us to nurture. This is a time for us to fight. And he calls everybody into the fight. It's like, I want you all acting like, like men of valor, men and women of valor. Galatians 5.1, for freedom Christ has set us free, not for us to hide in our houses, not for us to be afraid of what's going to happen next, not for us to download apocalyptic movies and wonder where the, the mark of the beast is coming from. The beast is at your door. It's called fear and intimidation. Christ has set us free, stand firm therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Ephesians 6, 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. I mean, he says picking up, he's not telling anybody to lay down. This isn't in the time when you begin to, to pull your Christianity uh, small and get small and unnoticed and get quiet. Uh, this is not a time for us to get timid. This is a time for us to pick up the elements of warfare against fear, against darkness, against evil in our generation, in our day. He says in 2 Thessalonians 2.15, I love the way Paul puts it, very instructional. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the God-seeking habits you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. He's like, listen, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Husbands loving wives, wives, wives honoring their husbands, moms and dads training up their child in the way of the Lord, giving to the needs of the saints, gathering together. You know, lifting up the word of God. I mean, he's like, don't give that up. Don't give that up. I mean, they were facing the sword when they said that. Not a virus. And then Hebrews 4, 16 says this, and I love this one. This is the best one of them all. He said, let us then with confidence, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. This is not the time to give up our place of prayer. This is not the time to give up the fellowship of the saints 
and the blessing of the Holy Spirit among us. Wow, what's the call of God for us today? Growl back, punch the bear in the face because if we don't win with the bear, then we can't face the lions, okay? I mean, we will not be able to face the lions if we can't handle the growls that we're hearing today. Stand firm in faith. Do what God called you to do in the face of the threat. And I guarantee you will not be disappointed. You're like, you're crazy, man. You can't, we can't operate our lives the way that you're saying. It's like, you will not be disappointed. It says that the Lord takes no pleasure in, in the soul that shrinks back from him. You know, and God has nurtured America. We've, we've, we boast of our, our Christian heritage from our forefathers. We have lived in peace and strength, and we have had the opportunity of living in a holy city where there's a, a church on every street corner, and now God's saying, all right, let's see what kind of soldiers you are. It's time for you to come out of boot camp, America. You've been in boot camp now. And now it's time for this generation to, to find out whether or not we're gonna shrink back or we're gonna take up our armor and we're gonna bring peace and love and truth into the world around us. So as we move into this moment of expressions, um, it says in Daniel 6, 11, a really interesting point. It says, and the officials came and they found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. So they, they made this rule, Daniel goes up and prays, they follow him into his house, they bust open the doors, they run up, the officers run up the stairs, they, you know, militia goes up and, and they run into the room and there he is in the middle of this room with all the windows open and the doors and he's on this carpet and he's down on his face and it says, and they found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Let me ask you, how will you be found? Will you be found curled up in fear? Will you be found three quarters into your second bottle of wine? Will you be found compliant and complicit with your culture? Will you be found facing in the wrong direction looking for hope? Or will we today return to the position of power before our God? Will we determine that we will not give up our place of strength? We will not lay down. We will not give up. And Daniel eleven thirty two 32 says, and the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. See, and, and it's the, okay, they know their God. Now we're going past Sunday, Sunday morning church. We're not talking about whether or not do we really know our God? Do we really believe his principles? Do we really know our God? Because it says they will stand firm and they will take action. Gathering together, giving to the work of God, seeking the face of God in prayer, speaking grace and hope to others. Why? Because we know when we are in the acts of God, the power of God is there to strengthen us. So just before you, maybe you go to communion, maybe you go to a time of prayer or just stay with us for just a couple minutes in this song of worship, let me ask you to search yourself and ask a really deep and, and it may be a hard question and, and it's this. 
Could other people tell where your strength comes from? I mean, is there enough evidence? Apparently there was enough evidence with Daniel that after they started looking at his life, they're like, oh yeah, we can figure out exactly where this guy gets his strength from. It's coming between him and his God. Is there enough evidence in your life, in my life, so that somebody could produce enough evidence to take me to court and throw me in jail because they could prove without a shadow of a doubt, this man seeks God and trust in the ways of the Lord. Is it your custom? Let me just say, if you're a parent out there today, especially a child, a parent of young ones, however you are responding today in the sight of your children will be the custom that they will practice in the day of their bear. See, today they're, they're trusting mommy and daddy is going, to tr- is going to fight this bear for them. And so they're gonna watch what you rely on They're gonna watch what you do. They're gonna watch how you respond. And in the day of their bear, will they call out upon the Lord or will they curl up in fear? If you want to overcome in the day of the lion, then you will have to stand firm in the day of the bear. Don't give up your spot of power that God has given to you through his son, Jesus Christ, through the church, and through the power of the Holy Spirit and his word. Heavenly Father, you have spoken and you have given a charge to each and every one of us. And today we respond. It says those who know God will rise up and they will take action. They will stand firm. And today, Lord God, we seek to know you more and more and to ever be convinced that walking in your ways is the greatest way we could ever walk that we want to have a different spirit than that which is in the world. We want a different spirit, Lord, and that spirit only comes from you. And we pray today that you will lead us in that path. In Jesus' name, amen.